0: Caleb I'm proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Welcome to the fire. Welcome to the fire. Hello and welcome to day two of the Reawaken America tour with Clay Clark and General Flynn. Today has been awesome. We've had awesome worship. We've had Amanda Grace opening up and she just got done speaking. The crowd uh, here in Talaire is, is electric. We, we've seen last night, Eric Trump, uh, really encouraging people. But this, this afternoon, we have with us Don A. Clement. This was sacred to God. This is exactly why I need some action for my people. Everybody, it's an honor to be with you. MyPillow.com has got more than just pillows. You've got your slippers, your bathrobes, you have towels that actually dry you off, not the kind you buy at Walmart where you just kind of a slick mess. Uh, they have got some of the best products out there. The sheets are uh, absolutely incredible. I think it's a thousand count. It's, it's the best products you can buy. And the pillows even have silencer technology in it. And so if, if you need a day where you're just gonna scream into your pillow, don't worry, your neighbors won't hear you. Why would you wanna to go to Bed Bath Beyond? First of all, they're out of business. You wanna go support an American made product, go to mypillow.com. And then you're also supporting one of the nation's most, I would say, Jesus filled and a company that is completely, completely built on the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you're getting a two for one there. You know you've won a good night's sleep for years. You, you're, you're, you're tossing, you're turning. Just go now. Go to mypillow.com. Use promo code Church and State. C H U R C H A N D S T A T E. That's Church and State. Uh, I was watching early this morning. There's there's clips that Clay and his team has put together of the very very famous to me. It's it's it, fame actually doesn't describe it. Uh, hauntingly accurate, yes. and it's like there's a tender spot in my heart. I actually got to see your father in Seattle, minister at a church. Um, I'm a worship leader at my church, and 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 Kim used worship to evoke and 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 to start prophecy. And they played clips of him speaking about Trump shall be a trumpet. And the one where he will have hot blood. I love it when he (laughs) says it like that. Like your dad's voice is so, I just, I I can't imagine just all the memories you've had probably of such a wonderful man. And just, I I love you tremendously because I love him. And and I just, there's a major part of my heart that the lion in him is in you. And last time we were together, I said, I can feel that lion in you, the lioness. That Ariel, that, there's, a, there's a word for lion in Hebrew, it's called Ariel. And many girls have been named Ariel, and you have that aerial spirit. A, a young lion is an Ariel in, in Hebrew. And that same anointing is on you, Miss Donne. And, and, and uh, Clay, he has been revolutionized. I think a lot of the reason of why the Reawaken America Tour has been completely... Lit with gasoline is because Clay, I 100% in my heart believe he is the Mr. Clark that your father prophesied about. And my friend and I, Justin, have been following these prophecies for years and thinking about, you know, when when your dad was prophesying about Ford and he was prophesying yeah. about Big E yes. and we were prophesying, prophesying about uh, a, a trumpet and and what that would be. And then when he prophesied about Mr. Clark, we're all just scratching our heads. <laughs> like, yeah. what the heck? Like, And then when they come to be to fruition, it's just, it's enigmatic. So with all of that, I'm introducing to you. I know it's a very long intro. It's a very long intro. I'm sorry, those of you Church of St. Well listeners. Deserved. This is Donna A. Clement. So thank you for being with us today.
1: Um, thanks for having me. It's an honor and always lovely to see you guys. Mm-hmm. And um, yes, you know what, I hear what you're saying about uh, th- th- that feeling, especially if you were there and you witnessed Him prophesying that anointing that he had on him was very very strong. So when you were in that presence of that, and it wasn't just him, it was what he would do to bring everybody together in that worship. So there was a unifying that happened during the worship, like the plow, he used to say Judah shall plow, you know, he had that on the side of a van. He had a van back in the early days and and he painted that on the side of his van, Judah shall plow, because the worship Wow. Yes. And and through that worship the word would come from him. Yes. And so that's why you often saw him. He would it would come out of worship or during worship. Um, and that was his expression. You know, it comes differently to different people, like for Amanda Gray, she's not a musician, so it's gonna come differently for her. Right. But that's the beauty of the prophetic too, because God uses your uniqueness to express himself yes. through you and he created you unique. So um, that, that's a very important part. and You'll find uh, prophets tend to be different, uh, sort of eccentric people. I was talking to Amanda Grace about this last night. Is There is a, 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 a dear friend of my dad, who's also a prophet, uh, Mark Sharona, and he pastors a church out of Florida, and um, he and my dad, whenever they hadn't seen each other in a while and they'd see each other again, he'd say, I know how you're doing, how am I?
0: <laughs> That's good, so they're waiting for,
1: <laughs> but waiting for also, the prophecy. Yes. He's also a very sort of different, eccentric person. He wears two watches and bright colors, and, yeah. and, there's just, and it's not an attention thing. Uh, it's just sort of a natural thing, but there is a personality to a prophetic person. And it's necessary, because you have to be bold enough to say something insane in front of people who can be quite religious sometimes, and and there is sort of that governance of the religious spirit that goes through the church that you have to get rid of, and it isn't just confined to the church either. I think we witnessed during the impeachment of Trump, the religious spirit was very heavy over those trials. So it's not confined to religion, even though we're calling it the religious spirit. Uh, My dad called it that because it was something he had to deal with all the time. So you have to have a character and a personality that you're not going to be scared to say something that's going to offend people or, you know, you can't worry too much about what people think of you because they're going to think you're crazy. (laughs) I mean, when my dad was prophesying a lot of the things, a lot of things that still haven't come to pass. There's, There's certain things that we're waiting on. He he prophesied healing for autism and Alzheimer's and cancer. You brought up the big E, that's very important because of energy. Now look at our situation with energy, now the necessity for a prophecy like that makes more sense. Yes. Because look at our energy. So we now have a promise to hold on to. We may not have seen the full fruition of that yet, but we will, and we know if we hang on to that, we're going to get there. And so it's incredible because prophecy, like I was trying to say when I was speaking today, and my dad was an incredible man. He was an incredible human being, but it is God doing it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: This is very important to him that we always understood that. Oh, yes. Uh, he, he used to prophesy over individuals a lot. And I'm sure you saw that. He would minister to people when he would go to a church, so he'd prophesy over people. Mm-hmm. And there came a point in time when uh, people became too reliant on him, yes. and he did not like that. Mm-hmm. He felt that was wrong. You shouldn't be coming to me. You need to go and talk to God. He ended up writing a book, How to Hear the Voice of God Yourself. (laughs) But the point was that he didn't want the glory. He was God's servant, and he was doing this because he loved America, and he loved God, and he had this incredible experience and incredible salvation and deliverance, and now he wanted to do whatever God wanted him to do. And God made him that way so that he could do this. Because this yeah. is shocking if you think about it. I mean, in 2007, to say Trump's gonna be a trumpet, uh, he's gonna build the walls of protection. Wow. Like, you know, that, that one always gets me. Like, there's no way. Like, how could he have known the wall would be such a thing? He didn't know. He didn't know that. Right. He just prophesied what God. Said. Cool. There were times that he would prophesy and then he would walk off the stage and say, either, I don't remember what I just said. Or, I remember we were in, in Paris, and he prophesied about a Muslim uprising in the 7th century that was overcome by the French people. And he prophesied well, this whole thing about it, he comes off the stage,
0: he said, what happened in the 7th century? I have no idea. He's talking about Latour's France, where they stood up to the, to the Ottoman Empire. he didn't know that. And so so he, he, had, <laughs> he didn't even learn that or either knew So he that. was panicking, like, did,
1: did I do something, like, what did I say? So, wow. it was... He, he did have understanding, it's not like he was clueless. Right. He understood things, but not everything, because he wasn't God, right. and people really need to remember that, not just with prophets, but with pastors and your leaders. You do have a standard by which they need to live, because they're supposed to be an example, but you cannot make, completely rely your entire life on them, like say, cling to them when you're supposed to be clinging to god yeah and so that's why when people started to rely on my dad so much for the personal prophecies he quit. Wow. he said i'm not doing it anymore we're just going to worship and man uh, people stopped coming and they didn't want
0: it really it was right. it's like when jesus said hey you unless you eat me or drink of me it's like there's certain things that a guy will say in his ministry that will literally separate out the ones yes. that were just chat. And that's exactly yes. what happened. Is that the people were there
1: to just get a word and go home with it? Yeah. They went away. And it was a little bit of a struggle for a little while, but he had the faith and he knew God, and he was doing the right thing. God told him what to do. And he uh, just worshiped. He rented out a high school, the Fairfax High School in Hollywood, and every I think it was every Sunday, I can't remember the day now, it's been so long, but at least once a week or a couple times a month, he'd go there and just worship, and he would not prophesy. And it broke something also in California, and that's the regional thing I was talking about, because California has been under such attack. You know, people are running out of gear, moving to other states, you know, it really is bad, but God sent him here. To California, and that is not for no reason. So that regional thing
0: is God sent him where he would be needed. You know? South Africa is you guys' his home. Yes, right? it's, originally. It's with, originally, yes. his accent, and all that is yes. South African, and you know it's very interesting. Everything with Elon Musk. I don't know if you I know. know. It's right. like we simultaneously. I, I, I really, I don't trust Elon Musk like necessarily. I, I appreciate the fact that he's gotten back Twitter. Clay, Clay has done a lot of stuff showing uh, Elon's relationship with his, you know. World economic forum. Yeah. Yes, yes. And just his ex-wife who's just nuts. Uh, yes, she was Grimes is absolutely nuts. Um, what's interesting is the brilliance simultaneously going on in the kingdom of darkness, the kingdom of light, the brilliance working through music in your dad simultaneously, the kingdom of darkness working in Elon's ex-wife Grimes from music is unique and like there's just simultaneous kingdom of darkness, kingdom of light, Anton LaVey, uh, Alistair Crowley talked about as above so below when we talk about the whole Baphomet thing, yep. there is a warring faction. Your dad would war. I remember I'd be in worship, and, and he'd get done and, and I'm talking, you could feel like a heaviness in the room and you know, he'd be yelling out at times. I love it when you would just say, "Come on,
1: I know. Like, come, come, come on." on!
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: "Everybody knows I, that one." I, my eyes come close. on! Like, oh. like, <laughs> scared
0: the crap out of me. Intense. Okay, very, very intense. But yeah. it was like, if if you know, if you have, I have a very visionary. Like, God gives me visions, not necessarily when I lead worship, but mm-hmm. when I'm in worship, like today, I can see things. And yes. I remember seeing mm-hmm. angels in my mind's eye with my eyes closed in the room, and just like what is going on in the interim between there's a space in between it is. even though we we don't like attain this you know divine divination was illegal in the Bible divination drawing into spirits there is an inside level on the inside there's a kingdom in between and and Satan was cast out of the upper heaven and he was cast into a lower yes. And your dad's worship and anybody who's prophetic, if you're really going in what I call carpet time mm-hmm. or snot time, where you're snotting on the carpet crying, God's revealing stuff
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: God's revealing stuff. Yes. And he yes. says he first reveal it he first reveals it to who? What servant? His prophets. Yes. He will not do it until he first reveals it to those who are willing to carpet time it the longest, who are willing to snot in their secret place. I love that when your dad, he would do worship with like four other musicians. What was the name of that where it was just them? It was, it's not the house of destiny, but he would have an hour or something where it was just worship. Mm -hmm. And it was a unique studio. I forget the name of it. At the den? Yes, the den. That's what it was called. It was just called the den. He
1: called it the den, and that was when he first started going online. They rented a little space in Simi Valley, California, and he called it the den. Yes. Because he wanted it to be like you're at at home. And something he had prophesied about was how there would be a change in the church and that it would no longer be like this mega church thing, that there would be... home churches little flames and pulpits in homes across America and and when he was prophesying that we didn't have social media and the internet the way we have it now right now we are actually doing that because we are ministering to people in their homes via the internet now the internet can be used for great evil sometimes I wonder if the internet is mystery Babylon right I'm not saying that definitively it's just a thought but I'm there's so much that, that's that been used for evil in the Internet, but there's so much good that's happening. And yeah. what has happened is we've been able to spread the gospel in a way we never have in all of human Absolutely. history across the entire planet because of the Internet. So any of these things, these tools that we have, going all the way down to fire, that... that When when we began to use fire, it can be used for good or evil. It can warm you or it can kill you. Destroy the forest. And that's the same thing with the internet. And so you see what has started to happen is him not, in his human mind, understanding what that meant, prophesied it, that this is what it's going to look like. It's going to change. And, you know, I'm interested in what you said about Elon Musk because... I've been watching Elon Musk, too. And I know I know he's part of the... He was in the in the Young Globalist thing, and he was at the World Economic Forum, and he wants to put the chip in people's brains. Um, but the interesting thing about Elon Musk is he's also South African. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you an interesting fact. My dad's given name at birth was Kimball. K-I-M-B-A-L-L. After the
0: piano. I've always wondered why yeah, he wasn't got that just, name. He
1: didn't like the Kimball. He
0: knocked the ball off.
1: But... Kimball was his name because his mother named him after a piano which was very prophetic of her because she he was a know? baby no of course How? she didn't know he was going to play the piano but she named him was after she a the piano, piano player no that's so crazy <laughs> it was crazy God uses the names um, God was definitely God. involved yeah. there in the, and she's quite prophetic too I know she's not a functioning prophet or anything like that but she, she has that in
0: her is she still alive yes
1: wow that's wow. good genetics Cape Town, South, that's good Cape genetics. Town South Africa <laughs> and yes she's still alive she is But uh, she named him Kimball, okay? Okay. Now, Elon Musk, also from South Africa, has a brother whose name is Kimball. Wow. Isn't that weird? That's true. I I don't know where to put it. I don't know what it means. But there's Elon Musk, the South African. There's my dad, the South African. And yeah, we know the bad stuff about Elon Musk, but we also know he's not saved. Right. Right. And I am of the belief that absolutely every single one of these people, we are responsible to get the truth to them, not this generic thing anymore. For someone like Elon Musk, let's say, you would have to have a different kind of a conversation with him in order to help him find the truth. And you would have to have a special anointing because he is extraordinarily intelligent. Yeah. And I think a lot of these things he's doing, he doesn't realize what's going on. No. He doesn't even believe in a spiritual realm, probably. So it doesn't mean anything to him. If he understood and it meant something to him, imagine how powerful he could be. He's already been powerful just by doing what he did by opening up X and standing up to the advertisers and right. trying to do the right thing. Imagine if he right. got saved. Come on. <laughs> And that needs to be where, like, it's, it's good that we recognize dangers in people and who they're involved with, especially if it's people, powerful, who can affect all of us. But at the same time, somebody needs to be going in there and saying, hey, let's get him saved. We can't. We somebody can't. tell him. We can't, the truth. can't. At least we tried.
0: Yes. We can't give a full judgment because just like Paul is stoning, right. or he's an accomplice to stoning Stephen. Yeah. He was taking coats as they're stoning Stephen. And as we know, Jesus Literally stands in heaven, gives Stephen a standing ovation. He, he, Jesus was seeing Paul in that moment. Jesus yeah. saw, literally, yeah. Stephen go down, and he's watching Paul, who's maybe 15 yards away. Right. So we can't know for sure anybody's heart. Like, obviously, you know a tree by its fruit. I don't trust Bill Gates. No. I, you know, I wouldn't, no. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be within 10-foot Eek. pole. Like, the, the man is, is untrustworthy and scheming and devilish, Okay. But we pray for Elon Musk, and I pray f- for the influence of heaven to be upon him. One thing I like about him is, he's always telling people have kids. A lot of Americans don't want to have kids; they don't want to procreate. Elon has like a like probably like twelve kids by and now. And
1: he's warning that it's actually a danger yeah. because they're trying to depopulate the earth. He's yeah. saying
0: that's stupid; you should not be doing that. Which is so contrary to the green gospel that says, yes. "Hey, there's not enough food. There's not enough water. <laughs> there's not enough this." Said. Elon talks about, "Hey, if we if we have." battery-powered this and that, we could figure out and eliminate the energy problem. I think a lot of the big E is coming around the yes. corner. It's very interesting. Yes. Actually
1: and my dad did prophesy about Elon Musk when the Tesla came out. Really, did he? He didn't prophesy him by name. He didn't know his... I don't know if he knew his name or whatever, but he was prophesying about Tesla. And I need to go back and look up what I can find because he did have very hopeful things. He saw uh, at one point that we would have five different options. I think it was five in our car of what kind of energy we would use to be running it. So there would actually be options in the car. There were some pretty far out things that he saw, but he only saw little glimpses, there weren't details.
0: I've been looking so. and praying and believing, and it's interesting, The it, just like you said, the energy, cri- I don't use the word crisis, because the Holy Spirit's above every crisis, and the plants of the enemy are destroyed in Jesus' name, but there's, there's something coming down the pike, and it's very unique that Elon and Tesla is all about energy, so... I like that you're onto that. Yes. I like that you're onto that very yes. much. Yes, and
1: because Dad prophesied so much about the Big E and the, the energy, and the death to debt. Yes. You know, for all those years he's prophesying that, and you know we're like, yeah, yeah, that'd be great, but now it means everything. It does. does. It means everything does. us. we are trillions upon trillions upon trillions of dollars in debt. Yes. And nobody's doing anything about it. And yes, there's this energy crisis, and he, I don't, I, I don't want to use the word crisis either, but that's what they're calling it. Right. There's a problem with the energy, and so now the fact that he prophesied those things, we actually have a promise to hold on to that God's intervening <laughs> here and saying, "Don't worry about it. There's going to be a new energy." Amen and he talked about the earth yielding its produce, that it would be stuff we walk on, something, stuff in the ocean, so there's, yes. there's I think there's going to be a few sources, like my dad didn't see it all, but he saw bits, and that's how you see when you prophesy, you yeah. see you prophesy in part, see through a glass darkly, um, that it's meant to be that way, we're not supposed to see everything, because we're supposed to learn by our overcoming, so as we go through life we overcome, we become stronger, we become better, and we learn, so we need some of it
0: i'll give you a little miniature story about how the spirit of revelation can guide you and you so i had the faith as a young man i owned a hardwood flooring company and i spent at the time roughly i think five thousand dollars worth of ford stock because i literally i had the faith that ford was going to be onto what's interesting is they didn't declare bankruptcy chevy did general motors did and your dad was one of the reasons why i had the faith for ford and i still believe that they're going to Because he would be Ford Motor Company. I know. I used him to
1: say that. He wasn't even a
0: fan of Ford cars. I know. I don't don't, don't like him that much.
1: It wasn't a preference,
0: that's for sure. So some people will get all bent out of shape. He's not a true poffer because Ford didn't come. No, uh uh-uh. Nope. You got to have faith to stand your ground and hold on to it. The the, the United States bails out Chevy. They bail out all these other companies. Ford held their ground. But in that Mm -hmm. night, the Senate was deciding what was going to happen. And Ford, Mm -hmm. all in one night, their Ford stock tanked. And because I had put a put for a sell. Oh, you did, yeah. I put a put for a sell, and I thought that it would click only if it went to a number where I thought was safe. Yeah. What it did is it, overnight, it went down below that number, and then it triggered it to sell. See, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a rookie buyer. Yes. And I will never, ever be operating out of fear ever again. Yes. I learned in that moment, you do not make decisions based on never. fear. You only make decisions based on truth what the Lord has told you, and I still hold to this today, God is on the throne. Yes. His prophets hear what is happening, and it's interesting that Jesus said, some angels see the face of my father in the throne room. God gives revelation in the throne room, and sometimes the timeline of how it happens yes. doesn't necessarily go even how the prophets saw it.
1: Mm.
0: It takes time, yeah. and, but I don't give up on it
1: and our choices also, uh, have. that's why you, you, you'll be hard-pressed to find my dad, put a time stamp on anything. He, he didn't date things. He didn't right. do that. Because, he didn't do that. And it wasn't like he was doing that on purpose. That's just how it came out of it. But I understand it to mean that we still choose, and the decisions we make determine when and how things go. So God's showing my dad, well, ultimately it's going to be, ultimately it's going to be this, this, and this. Along the way, we don't know how that's going to go. I learned a very hard lesson with this, uh, with Amy Coney Barrett, because my dad had prophesied about an Esther... He would rise up in the middle of the presidency when he was prophesying about trump and all that and he would say this esther this this beautiful woman would rise up in the middle of the presidency she would be virtuous big beautiful eyes and cartels would be afraid of her cartels would be yes, afraid of a woman a woman is, anointed by yeah, god yeah. so that prophecy this is during trump's first term right around the middle of the first term this is where my brain was this is how i was so wrong he appointed her to the Supreme Court, which was beneficial because they, they, because of the abortion thing. Yes. It was a good thing. But I thought that was the Esther. And we got our whole team and we went to Washington, D.C. and we were filming and I was saying, and my dad's bass, bass player, very prophetic man, Charlie yes. Jordan, said to me, Donna, I don't think it's her. And I'm in, I in Charlie, why are you telling me that now? <laughs> I'm here. I was so sure it was her. And then the 2020 election happened. And everything changed for me because my perspective, it was me. Right. It wasn't my dad. It wasn't God. It wasn't the prophecies. It was me jumping the gun and trying to, this is it, this is it. Because I was excited. I was just excited. It was innocent. But I learned from that that I need to be patient. And I really need to go to God before I go spewing things out about stuff being fulfilled. So it was, a, it was a good lesson for me, because now I understand when he prophesied the middle of the presidency, if you watch that prophecy, he's a little confused in the moment. He goes, the middle of the presidency is right. what's going to happen. So there was a time in between Trump first term, then Biden, and Trump second term. What is the middle? It's the middle of Biden's presidency. What happened yes. in 2022? Carry Lake right. in Maricopa County. Where my dad prophesied two terms. So not only did he prophesy two terms from Maricopa County, but that's where Carrie Lake is. Now, I'm not saying she's the Esther. Right. But I'm saying, look at how you can look at things. Right. And, and, and really, it takes having that relationship with God. You can't just go at it and try to guess stuff and say, oh, well, he means this or he means that. No, 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 no. God did this. You need to go to God. And that goes back to us having that relationship with him ourselves. And that the, we all have a bit of the prophetic in us.
0: The free will element too. Yes. You, you, like, so you just said something a second ago. You said the part we play in it. Mm-hmm. And Hold that thought for one second. All our ACN listeners, thank you so much for joining us. Continuation on Church and State Rumble page, church and state seventeen seventy-six at rumble.com or church and state seventeen seventy-six at facebook.com. Well thank you for your time. I'm I'm just so so blessed. Once again, show her website, uh, the the two places you can go to is Kim Clement K I M C L E M E N T and 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 no e after that. Sometimes yeah. people think there's a silent E. there's no e.com. You if you also want to look up houseofdestiny.com, I believe you'll find him there. Also, uh, many uh, social media places you can see Donna live. She's on X, formerly Twitter. She's also, I believe, on Instagram. No. No? Okay.
1: Well, we have Donne ministry Insta- accounts on Instagram, but I refuse to go into those places. Okay. <laughs> no Facebook, no Instagram for me, but I am on X. Okay. So I personally interact on there. So if you follow me on there, you can find me. You can follow me on there, but uh, follow Kim Clement on Okay. All of those, and and on the Kim Clement YouTube and Rumble pages, we post all the prophecies. Everything that's on the network is also there, yeah. so you can you can whatever your preference. Okay, you can find it.
0: Awesome. It's been a privilege to have you. Oh, well, thanks. It's yeah, so see beh- you again. on behalf of uh, Church and State. We just we're gonna be lifting you up and praying Thank for you, you and your husband and your. Did you say you have kids?
1: Yes, two kids.
0: All right, come on. We're gonna lift them up. Welcome
1: to the fire.